Hello, Mixed Nut Cases. This is Nuke Chess, and we've got an episode of Nutty Bites for you today. We're going to be traveling, but before we start talking, I want to introduce to you my regular co-host. Boop, boop, all aboard! I I mean, hi, everybody. It's still me, Tech, your conductor today. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about traveling. We've been doing a lot of traveling lately, mostly road trips. Uh, but as the summer season is coming, many people are starting to go to beaches and parks and camping and conventions yeah. and wherever. And, so, and, and really what, when we say traveling, like we're not talking globe trotting here. Like yes. we're not, uh, you know, filling stamps in the passport. We're here. not off to the Seychelles, you know. Oh yes. The Hamptons, yeah, tra la la. <laughs> No, which is a much shorter trip from where you're from than where I'm from. Yes. But uh, but still, uh, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about anytime you're going to get onto your whatever type of conveyance you get onto and you're going to go out for an evening, for a weekend, for the day, for a week, for a month. Hey, you're traveling. You're going places. Some Some people, this may even count their commute because, hey, some of us have got some pretty hefty commutes now. Yeah, and some of us don't anymore. Nope. Oh, that dreaded 10-foot commute you have, Nutty. You know, I got into podcasting because of my long commutes. I mean, I was driving an hour, two hours to commute. I had a job that, due to the work, I needed some talking in my ears. And now I have a job where my commute is minimal and I am the one doing all the talking. So, it's a completely different landscape for me, but now, now you, you are listening to podcasts on your commute. Yeah, I am. And, um, you know, now that I've got that, uh, that 90 minutes a day that I have to fill with noise, uh, you know, like you're talking about those, those blathering radio DJs, uh, sometimes is not what I want to listen to. And sometimes I want to listen to uh, a conversation or something else. So it's yeah. Jingo and the baby. Jingo and the baby. No, y- you know. I think the thing that bothered me the most was they would say, do the same shtick, like say the same things every 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't any new news stories. They were talking about the same topic the entire time. Unless you wanted somebody who was talking, and this is in the States, unless you wanted somebody who was talking continuously uh, with a moving conversation, then you'd end up with talk radio, which was very, very domineered by right-wing pundits, and I, I didn't need that much stress. The, the one thing I will say is that from New York, where you're from, when I go down there and I listen to the morning chat shows or whatever, is the way they do ads mm. are different than any other radio station I've ever heard, where normally it's, you know, they roll a clip of like a pre-made 30-second ad for, you know, Johnny's Mattress Warehouse or whatever it is, but... But uh, on New York stations, it's you have oh your, the talk radio, you, the you talk have, radio. Yeah. You've got the hosts bantering back and forth, and it's like, yeah, well, you know, maybe I'm upset. Maybe what those Democrats are doing in the White House is bothering me because I didn't get a good night's sleep last night because I needed to go to Johnny's Mattress Warehouse. You should go to Johnny's and get yourself. And they roll it into the conversation. It's yeah. like uh, maybe I should have gone to Johnny's because I needed a good night's rest last night because I ate a lot when I went to Omar's Steak. Steakhouse, Omar Steakhouse, the home of the steak the size of a boogie board. You know, and they I l- love that you're purposefully making sure that you're not actually mentioning the 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 ads that they do because they're not paying us. 
No, they're not. And I don't know the actual brands. Oh, I do. I know the ones that are used in podcasting and that maybe I'd remember them if I had a better night's sleep on a Casper mattress. No, 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 no. They're not paying us. They're not paying us. But if Big Fig or Tempur-Pedic wanted to pay us, that'd be a whole other story. But they're not paying us. So we're not giving them anything. They are a mattress that is a gimmick. That's all I'm going to say until they give me monies. Okay. Oh, yay. You got your mattress in a box. How strong is that anyway? But uh, that said, now that I'm alienated any sponsorship opportunities, I'm not looking for sponsorship opportunities. Uh, you know, having something in your ears to make travel easier is part of my travel plan because... No matter what you've got planned, ah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on a six hour road trip. Let me download a really good podcast. Let me go through some backlog. After a while, you're gonna get sick of it and you need to have some go to staples. You're gonna need some music that you can just listen to. Mm-hmm. And for me, for us, you're gonna need the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, uh, you know what? The yeah. audio drama. Yeah. yeah. And, if you're getting really bored and you just need to laugh, you need something you can pull out of your pocket. It's going to run for like, I think it's 14 minutes long. And you've got Who's on First by Abbott and Costello. <laughs> and the, if you need a little bit more, you've got the black market dark web version of the, the podcast that's been deleted and removed. Lou versus Rick. Rick! Boom. Rick! Boom. Ah, oh, those are so funny. It's just some uh, skits from the old Quirky Nomads uh, podcast about what if a cat could... Text message. Could text message. Actually, it was based on AIM. It was meant to be AIM. But yes, if you could aim with your cat. Why are you using all caps locks? This, this is, is how, how I feel! feel. All the time. Yeah, that was really funny. Um, so coming from a military background, you know, it's it's a background that's based on two things, travel and preparedness. Mm. So this has led to uh, a couple of rules that I've got when I travel. And sometimes they're annoying to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes they just are. So if I'm getting in the car. This is just a good common sense rule. Let's say we're going to go out to dinner or we're going to go out to a party. We're going to spend a few hours at a friend's house. Yep. Think I like to think about it this way. What is the worst time of day that I'm going to encounter on this trip to my friend's house? Let's say we're not going to come back until well after midnight. Well, Hmm. it's the middle of the afternoon right now. It's sunny and beautiful. It won't be at 1 a.m. when I'm driving home. Yep. So I will have the clothing that I will require at 1 a.m. Because what if I need to stop for gas? What if my car has a flat? What if I just want to make a stop somewhere to grab a snack? And then you've always got that one friend in the short shorts or the little top or the uncomfortable shoes that's shivering on the side of I didn't think it was going to be this cold. Well, it is because it's 1 a.m. Yes. Or it starts raining or it starts snowing. So my three rules I will always have in my car. I will always have a coat. I will always have a hat. I will always have glasses. Fair. Fair. They, they will just always be there. And then... um Along with that, because we live in Canada, we live in the land of winter. Mm -hmm. When it comes to winter travel, 
Think about the worst winter weather that you could encounter along your trip and pack that stuff into your car or into your bag. So if you're, let's say, traveling, even not by car, but even if you're traveling by plane, if I know that I'm going to need to transfer terminals at the next airport or when I arrive, it's going to be cold and possibly snowy, I should have a coat. Or maybe something to put on my head. Because I don't know how many times I had friends that arrive. I didn't know I'd need gloves. It's like, it's February in Northern Ontario. To, to, yes, you need gloves. To be fair, one of those friends didn't own a winter coat <laughs> since moving to British Columbia. Right. That 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 is to be fair. Right. So, um, now, th- th- this next list is... is um, for longer trips? Well, I want to I just want to add on something to okay, that that please. little piece there, the packing not just for your trip, but for what might happen. Mm-hmm. So, this winter, we were going up to your dad's house mm-hmm. for Christmas, which is even further north. Even further north, and you know, I wasn't expecting to go out in the snow and play around with the kids. They're really not that interested in going outdoors. They're teenagers. Uh, and, and I wasn't expecting to need a whole lot. You know, I had my coat. I had my, sorry, I had my parka. I had my gloves. I had my toque. I had my scarf. But we also packed the extra heavy, uh, winter boots, the Neos. Uh, yeah, you the, know, wa- the waterproof overboots. Yep, the waterproof overboots. We're not sponsored, so we can't mention them sorry. by brand name. That's true. That's true. Neo, if you want to sponsor me, though. Neo, if you sponsor us, I will wax nost- poetic about your shoes. Mm. Um, but, uh, and, and also our snow pants. Yes. So we had our, our, all of that prepared. We were not expecting to have to do much because usually at Christmas, it's not snowing up there because it's by now getting too cold to snow, right? Right. But then after that, when we would take the trip down to your mother's, it's every time, usually yeah. every year while we're down at your mom's, there's a massive snowstorm. Yeah. So I packed my waterproof overboots yep. of no known brand and my <laughs> snow pants and like three pairs of gloves because every other year... I have been on the bad end of a snow shovel and yep. or a snowblower clearing everyone's right. driveways. But going to your dad's, this is what I wanted to talk about, yep. is because when we came back from your dad's, we did not encounter snow. We did not encounter a need for the snow pants. Mm-hmm. We had the snow pants there just in case we ran into trouble, car didn't start, whatever. We had warmth because mm-hmm. you can get frostbite very quickly. Oh, yeah. It happens every year that somebody ends up, you know, expiring Stuck frozen on the side of the road. Exactly. Yeah. So we get home and there had been snow, a lot of snow. Oh, yes. And there is a snow drift in our driveway that we cannot just get into four wheel. Yeah. When we came back home, we couldn't just go into four wheel drive and drive over it. We had to don the, the waterproof over boots that have the special grippies. We had to put on the snow pants. We had to put on the parkas, the gloves, the hats, everything. And trek through those snowdrifts to just get to our shovels and right. then shovel out the shed. Had, yeah, 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 to shovel a path to the shed to open the shed. Sorry, to shovel a path to the shed to thaw the lock. Yes, we had to thaw the lock. To then open it to extricate the snowblower to then make enough room 
to then get the car in the driveway. All of this is happening after 9 p.m. It was it was like the middle of the night. It was like 2 a.m. or something. No, no, it was it was about 10. It was, was it, it was okay? After nine. But but the thing is, it was well dark. Yeah, and quite late. And my only thought was. My neighbors are going to come out either with shotguns or they're calling the cops for a noise complaint because how dare I run a snowblower in the dark? But I got to get my car in the driveway. Yeah, there's 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 nothing you could have done about it. Normally, we wouldn't do the snowblower after 9 p.m., but extenuating circumstances and all that. And honestly, our neighbors are pretty cool. Yeah, they are. And even then, it, all of them it are pretty cool. It wasn't just a snowdrift because the snowdrift, yeah. I think... Uh, even as high as it was, I could have blasted through yeah. it. The problem was that we had had freezing rain. That's true. So it was a frozen snowbank that you that had, had been plowed. Yeah, that, right. That had been the, the snow. The snowbank was caused by the plow that had pushed it up into yeah. the driveway. That you had to chop through with a chopper. Yeah. That I could then snow blow up onto yeah. the lawn. I had to take the garden shovel to really like get in there. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, the joys of Canada. But the joys of Canada. The thing is, is that we had that stuff in the car. So we were able to, you know, stay protected and stay warm while we went and had to do this unexpected task, which is one of the things that always happens in travel. Yep. I don't know how many times. How many times has it happened where, you you know, you find yourself at an airport and all of a sudden your flight gets delayed? And you're stuck there. By eight hours or yeah. a day. And then all of a sudden, you know, you find yourself... And that's happening more and more these days. Yeah, it is. And you find yourself stuck in an airport lobby and you're like, I have nothing with me. Yeah. Air travel is a whole different level of preparedness. But back on the topic of winter travel. Yes. Uh, three other things. Hmm. There, there, it, it's on this, it's on this like scale of horrible. Yes. Of three horrible wet things to have against your body. Hmm. From least horrible to most horrible. Wet gloves. Yeah, they suck. Wet socks. Oh. Wet underwear. How did your underwear get wet? If the rainstorm is that bad and everything you own is sopping wet, there is no greater feeling than getting out yeah. of the rain and putting on dry, toasty underwear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is true. Right. So, uh... In the winter, either in my car or in my jacket, I will always have two pairs of gloves. Because yeah. even having to go outside to clear snow off a windshield or, you know, uh, emerge, you know, move something around, put groceries in the back. If my hands are wet, my gloves are wet. Well, I'm going to take those off and I've got a dry, I've got a dry pair. Yeah. Uh, moving away from winter. Mm hmm. Uh, I just want to talk about things that must be in the car at all times. And I know that this is, we're supposed to be talking about travel, but I think this is important. This is part of traveling. This is part of traveling. You should always have an emergency, you know, like an emergency med kit, you mm -hmm. know, your first aid kit. Absolutely. Very important. Make sure everything in there still works. Hasn't gotten moldy, you know, just do an annual checkup. Yep. Is everything here? And same thing. Make sure that you've got something to take care of a flat tire. Make sure that you've I, got. I, I was I was yeah. heading there. Yeah, you got to have 
You got to have your jack that your jack works. It's not rusted and seized yep. that you have the lug nut key. If, if you're, if you so need that, um, not just for you, but let's say you call AAA. Yeah. They if can't the, get it off. If, if they don't the mechanic, have the key. if the mechanic doesn't know where the safety lug nut thing is to take your tire off for you, well then you're kind of stuck because he may not have it. If you're thinking, what is this? That I, I don't have anything fancy. It used to be that this was something. That you would get for like specialty rims, but a lot of the car companies, they are putting them on cars now. So if you don't know if you have one, go check and make sure that you know where it is. Um, you know, you, you can't just rely on the, uh, tow truck or whoever is going to be there to, to have that key because uh, most of the times they won't. And we'll find us at a con. Talk to us anywhere. We'll tell you about the story of the first time that uh, Tech came down to visit me in New York and he did not have his key. Oof. Oof. And a bunch of other things I didn't have because I was dumb. Yeah, and young. And young. Um, but the other thing is jumper cables. Always have jumper cables. We have one of those little boxes that will auto start my car, but we also have jumper cables because if that fails, we've got the cables. And two... If you're at, if you see somebody in need who doesn't have jumper cables and needs a jump, it's always great to oh, we've be done able to that. Help we've out. done that countless times. I've done that so many times. I've, I've actually gone to help somebody. I see that they need a jump start and then I see their cables and their cables are just flimsy and weak and they're, they're not very nice. And I'm like, no, 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 we're going to use mine. And, uh, and, and, and I've definitely helped quite a few people. Uh, another thing with all that stuff mm. is also know how to use it. Yes. Now, even if you have, let's say you're not capable, able, or willing to use it for whatever reason. Some people, some people have very bad knees and they yep. can't get down to change a spare tire. Some people aren't strong enough to take lug nuts yep. off of a wheel. And that's fine. That's totally okay. But at least know where that equipment is in your car. So if that good Samaritan or the tow truck driver comes, you're not uh completely helpless on the side of the road. You can help them and say, hey, by the way, so my jack is there. The thing is there. That's there. Use that. I like it if you do it this way instead of that way. Understand how the stuff works. And and it's not just making sure that you can direct people in how to do things. It's a you want to know how it works so that you don't end up getting taken advantage of. Absolutely. And that you don't have somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, who just shows up and is like, well, I'm a guy, so of course I understand cars. I had a, I had a, I know how to jump your car and then end up breaking your car. I had a friend of mine, a manly man, a combat veteran. Caca! Get told at a garage that because he was putting tires on aluminum rims, that he needed special tires. To go on aluminum rims and that they were going to cost him over to $350 a tire. Please tell me this veteran was a vehicle tech. No. Oh. No, but he then came to us and went, hey, um, this sounds a little fishy. He's like, why are my tires costing me $1,300 for a Suzuki? Oh, they, they shouldn't. You've only got 15 inch wheels like they, they shouldn't be that. Oh, well, they told me that I needed special tires for my aluminum rims. Like, no, sir, you are getting snowed. I have had that happen 
so many times, almost every time I tried to get, so I would, I had two sets of rims because I was traveling from New York to Canada. I still have two sets of rims up here, but when I was in New York and, um, one set would have the winter tires, one set would have the summer tires. And I remember get, I had bought new winter tires. I had them shipped and I took my steel rims and I asked them to put them on the steel rims and then put them on the car because the steel rims came with my car. But the summer tire rims that I had were, I think they were 15 inches and my steel rims were 14 inches. Yeah, you can no, go they, up. Don't, they don't fit. You can go up an inch. Like there's, there's some wiggle room there. And I was being told by the guy that ran the shop that he could not put them on my rims and that he could not legally let me drive away with those rims because they're much too small they for my, they're they much fit. too small for my vehicle and that's a safety issue to which I told him he should inspect those rims and see that they are the factory standard for the vehicle because that's what came, came on the, the vehicle car. when I bought and, it brand and new. I, I remember because he just said, Oh, Oh, and, and then all we, he said was, oh. Oh, and then we drove away. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, he put them on in five minutes and then we drove away. But he was ready to sell me new tires, new rims, new everything. I, yeah. Anyway. Uh, um, and, but yeah. So knowing how these things work is helpful, but that's just a life, life, that's a life tip. Um, but yeah, making sure that you have like these standard things that are in your car will make any road trip better. Um, so uh, traveling with at least $20 of cash in case the bank machines don't work. And you think, what is wrong with you? Of course they're going to work. I've been there and it had, it's a very rare thing, but you got to have at least 20 bucks somewhere. Or, or sometimes you find yourself in need of something small. Mm-hmm. Like all I want is chapstick. Like that's all I need right now. My lips are chapped and burnt. I'm dehydrated. I've been on an airplane for 36 hours. I just need chapstick. I'm sorry. We don't do any debit transactions for under $5. Yeah. I want a 99 cent stick of chapstick. I'm not going to, you know, why am I going to waste all this other money? Like I just need to stop the burning, you know? And this is coming from a guy that never wears chapstick. It's just the first. I'm, I'm just sitting here going, but why did you travel without chapstick? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, another, another, uh, so that's a really good one. You know, $20 in cash, just, just tucked away somewhere. Mm-hmm. Sure. Great. Uh, another one for me is, um, an itinerary. And this is something that you can do in your head, just rough time appreciation mm-hmm. in your head that, okay, so it's going to take me an hour to get to the airport, two hours to get through security. Uh, you know, 45 minutes to get my snacky cakes and get this and get that and board the plane in this and then build your timetable backwards so that you're not in a massive panic to the airport 15 minutes before your flight being that guy, you know, running to your gate because you built yourself a little thing. And it's the same thing on the other end of your trip. I know that when my plane lands, it's going to take 30 minutes to get to the gate, 45 minutes to get my luggage, an hour to find a taxi, 15 minutes to the hotel. Okay, from the hotel, it's going to take me this much time to do this, so I'm not going to bed till 2 a.m. Okay, when I'm in bed at 2 a.m., I have to be up at 6. That's four hours of sleep. Stop telling me about my work trips. (laughs) 
Uh, but just just building a little itinerary in your head. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. I know there's some people that go really crazy with like day planners and stuff. No, thank you. No, I can't do that. I just I do it in my head and I work backwards. It's like if I know that I have to be at that presentation in the boardroom tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Yeah, that if means- we're doing a work trip thing, I got tons of little things that I can tell you, little life hacks that I have. Like, for instance, I can schedule a whole thing sure. in Google Maps, and Google Maps will tell me when I need to switch trains and remind me oh. that I should be getting at my next stop. It's fantastic. But, but we're not talking about that no, right no, now. No, no, I'm not talking about – I'm talking about your mm-hmm. mom yeah. called and said, oh, tomorrow dinner is at 8. Mm-hmm. Okay, dinner's at 8. I'm here now. So between now and eight tomorrow, I need time to go shopping because I'm bringing flowers and she asked me to pick up salad and I have to go get chocolate and the tech type needs whiskey and the car's going to need gas and I have to do this. So you can start at eight and then build your timeline backwards and then suddenly you figure out that I'm either getting up at 3 a.m. or the tech type's not getting his whiskey. Okay, fine. So tech, you're not getting whiskey. I think you're over planning dinner at 8 p.m. Maybe, but <laughs> it, this is a trick that was taught to me years ago that has worked very well for me is to just build your timeline backwards. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Build your timeline backwards. Not a, okay, I'm going to get st- ready to go at six because I've got dinner at eight. It's more, I have dinner at eight. What do I have to do? How long does it take to do these different things? Right. Yeah. Because and- if, oh, I, I'm going to leave at six, that's fine. Yeah, but you also needed to pick this up from the store and that up from the store and all of the other things. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. But um so not everyone gets to run on New York Standard Time, which is one of my favorite traveling stories with you where we're like three hours late for a party. And I'm like, Nutty, they told us to get there at eight. He's like, yeah, but they didn't mean eight. They meant 11. He's like, no. But they said eight. They said they were starting at eight, but they really they meant that. Yes. Well, it depends on the soiree, you know, Um Depending on who you are and who you're talking to, there are definitely different time appreciations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also depends on, for instance, uh, how close are you with the people? Are you the person that shows up to help them get start ready? Then you show up a half hour to on time. Uh, it, or are you the person that needs to show up? After other people have arrived. Oh, okay. Then I need to show up an hour late. You know, things like that. Uh, or are you the person that has to do all that, that helps with all the cleanup? So you know that you have to tack on a couple of hours after because exactly. You're be so the you don't one. need to be there on time because you're going to be there cleaning up. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, or, you know, like I think that specific story was, but they said, Everything started at eight and we're getting there at 11. It's like, yeah, but they're not going on. It was a, it was a live show. It's like, but they're not going on stage till midnight. Like, I don't want to get there at eight o'clock, listen to all those other crappy bands. I mean, yes, I'll listen to some of the crappy bands, but I don't need to listen to the very first band who's just playing to the winos who are only there because the beer is cheap until Actual people start showing up. I mean, we're gonna be Why there till four o'clock. Actual people? 
Hmm? Winos aren't actual no. people, Nutty. They're they're a different class. No, of because I called them winos. I didn't give them names. Classes. <laughs> no, they were yeah. just like imagine like the Beetle Bailey comic strip. You know, like oh, Beetle Bailey is not yeah. a real person to you, Nutty. Exactly, exactly. Ah. They're they're cartoonish figures in my mind. Um, but you know, it's not the people that the show is intended for. They are just there. Uh, oh, no, no, I totally, uh, the barflies. The barflies. That's the word I was looking for, barflies. No, I, to- I totally, I totally get you. And even then, like, we showed up at 11 for a midnight show that didn't go on till 1.30 because, of course, everything was delayed. Of course. And that's the, that's the gist with the live shows. But, um, so let's say you're going and you're traveling and you're going to be a guest in someone's home. This is a big one, I think, because a lot of travel, especially if you're visiting family, you're visiting friends, you're going somewhere, you're going to be a guest in someone's home. What do you bring? What do you have to bring? And I'm not talking about the host gift. If you are visiting and you are staying at someone's house, you would better bring a host gift. If you are, have visited and you're, it's a regular thing, like I'm always going to my mom's house, I don't need to bring, or my sister's house, I don't need to bring them a, a host gift. Now, family's different. But if you are visiting for the first time, you better have a host gift. Um, if, Subsequent times, it's here or there. If they drink, I think wine is kind of the accepted, like a, a, a nice bottle of wine, and they don't have to be expensive. You can get a nice bottle of wine for $10. Yeah. Uh, a nice a nice bottle of wine uh, is kind of the the, the the go-to threshold for hey you know what I'm putting you out I'm using your guest room thank you very much here's something you can use to drink to forget about the fact that I'm gonna snore like a chainsaw for the next eight <laughs> hours you know at least you'll be in a drunken stupor so you're not hearing the sound of me sawing logs in your guest room. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean by a host gift. Something nice, something little, a little plate, a little whatever. If you're traveling internationally, yeah. something from your host country oh, yeah. that you can't find anywhere else is kind of the go-to. I know for Canada, the the sort of accepted staple is like when we go to Japan, when mm-hmm. when we go, yeah, when we go to when Japan. we go to Japan and we visit our teachers in the martial art that we practice, like my my plan for the accepted gift is just a bottle of maple syrup. Uh syrup, the um the 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 maple cookies. They're uh, small, they're easy to travel, they're not they're generally non perishable, you know? And Tim Horton's coffee. Tim Horton's coffee in a can or something. In a bag, it's in a bag. In a bag, but you know, something something local, something heartfelt, something hey, you don't have this where you're from. We have it where I am. We all like it. I think you'd like it too. Uh sort of a gift. Uh you know, can go can go miles. Just okay, if you're if you're English, not Marmite. If you're Australian, not Vegemite. If you're oh no, totally bring that. I think yes, absolutely. You have to do that. Okay, if you're Swedish, not Sir Stroman. Okay, Sir Stroman might be a bit far. That <laughs> the, might be the fermented. If, white if fish. you're coming from an Asian country, please don't bring us durian. Please, 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 no please don't bring us durian. You know we're getting durian candies in the mail now. No, I would. I I retched. If you would like to see me retch on durian, go to the Facebook group. There's a video from years ago, absolutely retching. Um, I got just so durian sick. Candy. It, well, it was. It had like real durian in it, but yeah, yeah it, it was, was it a was candy. And nasty. The the juice just oh, 
turned my stomach. I was sick for days. Uh, no to the durian. Uh, but yeah, just something really nice from your host country. Uh, just a little something. Um, I actually this weekend, um, the visiting sensei, he, he brought chocolates. And then they handed them out at the party, which we, uh, bringing desserts, uh, brought Nanaimo bar. And now I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't also pick up butter tarts, but I wasn't sure if the supermarket butter tarts were going to be up no, to snuff. His little, his little wafer candy yeah, that he had, nice. Japanese, sort of like a little, almost like a Kit Kat. Our, our good friend, uh, just ate, took a bite, rolled his eyes and goes, this is Polish. Because it tasted like something from his own country. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even uh, even something really – like we're talking about a dollar or two. Yeah. Even just a local candy. Yeah. If you've got something – Bringing your, down some coffee crisp. You've got something in, even in your region. Like we have friends in Virginia. They have this thing called cheer wine. Uh, which is like a, like a cherry cola but not really. No, yeah, cheer wine is is something special. Yeah, cheer wine's a good one. But it's 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 a cherry caffeinated yeah. uh, Back in the old days, uh if if somebody went to Florida or California, it was expected they would come back with gifts of oranges. My grandmother used to send us oranges every oranges and grapefruits every Christmas. What was that thing that Scott Sigler would would go nuts uh, the the chocolate covered twinkies, the chocodiles. Oh, ch- chocodiles. That he yeah. couldn't get, he could only get them in certain parts of the yeah. country, and that he would go around the country, yeah. like like hoarding chocodiles. Yeah, but honestly, like I make better chocolate covered Twinkies, so. Uh, but it's it's you know yeah like uh you know where I'm from from Quebec we have a brand uh, like Hostess or oh Vachon uh, yeah we have a, we have a brand called Vachon that makes uh, uh, snack cakes. Yeah. And little dessert pastries and things, but it's it's very regional. And while they're very similar to what you can get from Little Debbie or Hostess or the other big brands, they're also very different and very regional. Yeah, they're like there's some that are similar, and some that are not. Like ah uh, caramel, the ah uh, caramel, ah uh, caramel. Is, yeah, the ah uh, caramel is something that you will only find. Uh, in Quebec or adjacent provinces. So yeah, that would make an excellent gift of, hey, by the way, this is a flavor from my home. I think you'd like it in yours, you know? I, I know that, uh, there's a, another friend of ours that he would bring, like, soap and honey from his small town when right. people would come visit, little things like that. Uh, but my point was, you're staying at somebody's home. What do you bring for you? What do you bring to make sure that staying in someone's home isn't awkward? Uh, um, so number one for me is pajamas mm-hmm. because while, you know, I may walk around my own house in my underwear, that's not something I can do in somebody else's house. No, but for me, and I'm a pretty skinny dude, but even for me, like, like a pant with a tight waistband has a time limit <laughs> and there will come a time in the day where this belt is cutting me in half. I am done. I need something soft. And I need to be in pajamas. And there's nothing worse than being, one, stuck in uncomfortable pants, or two, being in somebody else's living room in your underwear. That's 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 also not good. That's That's not not a good good. thing. So packing, like, a pair of track shorts or a pair of sweatpants or just, like, walking Fleece pajama pants are, like, the best. That's what I always wear is a pair of fleece pajama pants that I can just... And a t-shirt. Yeah. And, by the way... At the last party that we were at with our Japanese guest. So we were guesting at someone's house yeah. that also had a Japanese house guest. Yeah. And I'm sitting there in my red plaid flannel 
very Canadian. And someone grabs my pants and, like, grabs one of the legs and, like, holds up the fabric and points it to the Japanese guy and goes, this, this is the Canadian tuxedo. (laughs) I thought that was denim, but yes. (laughs) I I wasn't there for that. That's great. Yeah. So. Yeah, that black and red McGregor tartan is, yeah, that is as Canadian as it gets. It's everywhere. But. It's one. It's one of those things. It's it's yeah. Something comfortable to wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, slippers. Uh, no, I have a set of sandals that I have that are. Uh, I need to get travel slippers. Yep. The sensei had uh, his own little. They looked like the slippers that you get at a nail salon when you're getting a pedicure, but they were made of like actual cloth. Right, right, right. I want slippers like that so I can take them to people's houses. Because even if you're in a hotel or something, let's say you forget something in your car. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than having to put wet shoes back on to or or go across the parking lot. Why are your shoes wet? Say it was raining, <laughs> right? There's nothing worse. When than tech travels, he just gets wet. Or you're sweaty. No, I don't. Like I, I have sweaty feet, stinky sweaty feet. There's nothing worse than putting wet boots back on. Yeah. To go back outside to get that one thing you forgot in the car. So, I am really careful about footwear when I'm traveling because I have to consult. Consolidate. I have to have it's it's I will have at max two sets of, you know, two pairs of shoes mm-hmm. and it has to be this is what I'm wearing if I'm wearing dresses and this is what I'm wearing if I'm wearing pants and I have to be really ju- judicious about this and often it'll be my my morels will be my with pants and then I'll have something for if I'm wearing a dress but if I know I am going to be doing something active, like I'm going to go running or I'm going to go, um, okay, I'm not running, power walking, whatever. I'm going to participate in something pretty active. I'll bring my sneakers, but then I can't bring my hiking shoes. So I have to wear my sneakers for everything that I would wear my hiking shoes with. It's a whole conundrum. So adding an extra pair of like flip-flops or something, that's that's a whole other ball of wax. But I like the idea of like the very soft, comfortable slipper that I'm not wearing outside an indoor shoe. And I would, I want something like that. I can just throw in my purse mm-hmm. because when you go to people's houses, especially for you, for the American listeners, um, when you go to people's houses in Canada, you take your shoes off. There is no choice. I don't care if you don't like your toenails or your socks have holes in them. You take your shoes off. And so having something that you can just slip on, I, I have a lot of friends that bring little, little slippers with them and even mr rogers yes even mr rogers he had indoor shoes when he would welcome you to the neighborhood and he's in his own house yep he takes off his shoes he puts on his slippers he takes off his jacket he puts on his cardigan yep and then zips it all the way up and and then then down just a little yep uh so i i would really like to get that one of the big things for me is um i bring a towel and this works for hotels as well. Uh, but going to people's houses, uh, I bring a towel and I found the best towel. Uh, what, if you want to find one, you look for it's a microfiber, uh, camp towel. Make sure you get the really big one that's 70 inches long because I need a towel that is going to fit around my large body. If I go to a hotel, that towel is not wrapping around me. I am going to have it's a, wash. a gap. I am going to have a gap and there's no way that it wraps around me. And many homes do not have big bath towels. So I need to provide one for myself. The microfiber one, 
takes up a lot less space. It's about a third to a fourth the size of one of my regular fluffy towels. So it does the job. I can bring it with me. It's meant for camping. So if you are camping, it is a great little camping thing. Mine came in a little tote and it came with a wa- uh and, and they hand dry towel really as well. Fast. They dry really fast. You dry really fast. You don't have to worry about having this wet towel. Where do I put it? Oh no, I don't want to discolor any furniture. Um, so it's going to dry really fast. You're, you're not going to have this sopping wet thing. Uh, so I bring, I bring a towel because I need something to fit around my body. Most hosts will offer you a towel, but then it's not going to work. I'm just going to tell you right now. It's not going to work. Um, a, a, your dad has towels that fit because years ago when I started bringing my towel, uh, your mother saw it and said, oh, and this was a big fluffy towel because the microfiber towels hadn't come out yet. She said, oh, that's such a nice towel. I like that. I didn't know they came that big. And she bought a to- like for everyone. She got rid of all of her foot long, massive, fluffy beach towels that now fill the entire linen. She got closet. she got rid of all of the the regular size bath towels yep. and replaced with those because she liked them so much. Yep. So you might actually influence people. So for me, it, it is a towel. I also bring, um, so I generally wear like a nightgown to bed. Uh, I also bring a pajama pant or a, uh, what do they call it? Like athleisure pant, uh, something, something comfortable that I can lounge around, lounge pants, and I'll put them on underneath my nightgown. Um, but I need something that I can wear around people. So another one that's a bit of a no duh. Yeah. Thing is, uh, also, <laughs> If you're traveling and you know you're going to be out for all, even if you're going overnight, bring your meds. Mm. Yes. And, and or if you have... Bring extra meds. Yeah, because you may be stuck there. Or you may have had such a great time at the party that you decided to spend the night. Or maybe someone else decided that you should spend the night because mm-hmm. maybe you weren't fit to drive. All of that is fine. Have a plan. Arrive alive. Yeah, there's um these little canisters that you can buy that you can put on your keys, and it's a little yeah, yeah, pill yeah. canister that you can put like a day's worth of meds in. Almost. And when like I a, say like a, a contact lens, uh, like half a contact lens, case. I've seen those. Oh, okay. The one I'm thinking about, it's like steel. Okay. And it looks like it's almost the size of like a fishing weight. Yeah, yeah. But like a little tube. Okay. And so even somebody who's on some major meds. Can fit all their horse can, pills. Well, yeah, can, can, I think of horse pills, you might be able to fit four in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but of like regular pills, you know, if you're taking like 10 different pills a day or 20 different pills a day, what? if they're the smaller pills, you, yeah, you'll be able Bring to fit them meds. in there. Yeah. Also though, if you need a special shampoo or you need a special soap or yes. you need a special cream or you need a special something. Unless you can wash your hair with normal shampoo and when i say normal i mean it is for that supposed normal texture hair it's whatever you're stealing from your host's bathroom because we all do it well i was just gonna say like at a hotel they only have the stuff that is gonna just strip your hair whatever your hotel and it's gonna be awful and most people cannot use it Uh, any soap you're gonna find is gonna be drying it's gonna make you itch Bring whatever it is that you, that need. you need. And, you know, you're going to a party. You know it's going to be an overnight. It, you're going in your car or you're bringing a small bag. There's nothing There's nothing wrong with, you know, tucking, stashing things away in the bottom of the bag. You may never use it. You may yeah. never need it. But it's worse 
being without it. If you're just going to be itchy because you didn't get, you didn't bring your cream. Yeah. Dude, bring so, your cream. Uh, a, t- a tip I like is um, a lot of shampoo, a lot of skincare, things like that. They have what they call trial sizes. Like if you go to Sephora, almost every cream, whatever you're going to buy, you can ask for a, a trial and they'll let you take it home with you. And they've got like little containers you can put it in. Or a lot of brands will have trial sizes. If you can buy those trial sizes and then oh, just yeah. refill them. Um, I just went to one of these uh, Japanese drugstores at, at, at a mall that we were visiting and they had all of the cute little containers including little sprayers and little pumps uh you, you can buy those you can get those at most drugstores now yeah uh, usually in the beauty aisle or in the one over where you get your toothbrush oh man the drugstores they've got like pantene and they've got no, head well, not, and shoulders not just, not just the little yeah si- the, the little trial sizes but you can get little oh yeah the refillable ones yeah that you can pour your i remember for years uh we traveled with stuff that you had gotten that were little collapsible containers so if they i were still empty, use them they're they fantastic were, they were empty they take no space at all um, do you know that I um, don't tell me nutty i believe those are salad dressing containers yes that's what they were they, <laughs> they were, were salad, salad dressing. dressing containers and i put the shampoo in them so that you because it, it they're silicone so you can squeeze it out bonus joke i've been washing my hair with salad dressing for years no, no that's why not. rory likes me so much <laughs> i taste like ranch Oh. oh, that would be a nice scent for shampoo. Uh, but yeah, you know, getting those just little travel containers. And I know it sounds like silly, but also like there's nothing wrong with your, you're not actually going on a plane. You don't need a trial size of everything. Throw your whole tube of toothpaste in there. I do stock up on the little trial toothpaste that my dentist gives me because my dentist gives me the kind that I use and I just keep them in my bag. Also, for any for any social event, for anything I go to, whether I'm traveling far or short, spending a long time there or a short time there, there is very, very few social events that are worth being uncomfortable for. Mm-hmm. So, for me, a properly fitted pair of shoes. Yes. Or, if I have to wear uncomfortable dress shoes, even something like just a pair of like soft insoles. Mm-hmm. In those shoes that you can buy at any drugstore, they're just a couple of dollars, but just something comfortable to make your day in those shoes just a little more tolerable. Like, Mm. okay, so a a pair of wool dress pants hangs very, very well, and they look super sharp, but they're itchy. So ditch the wool. (laughs) Guess what? It's not worth being uncomfortable all day. I don't care if it is Mima's funeral. It's... Not okay. It. Sorry, Mima. Um, I, I I I I'm gonna argue. <laughs> it's a funeral. No, but, but my my point is is that any fool can be uncomfortable. Yes, and that if you can make if you can like sacrifice an outfit for a comfortable pair of shoes because you're going to be standing in them for eleven hours. Um, as much as we want to make a good impression when we land at the airport, maybe the cute shoes that hurt your toes are not worth the eight-hour flight. Maybe you would want traveling slippers tucked away somewhere, and then you put the cute shoes on at the airport instead of killing yourself on an airport for first impression. I do want to give a top tip, by the way, um, preparing a travel bag. So uh, Tech and I each have what I call an ADL kit. It is your daily living kit. 
No, yeah, because this is one of those terms, and I think it's worth explaining. Yeah, you, so. you've always called it an ADL <laughs> kit. I always called it an ablution kit. Okay. But that term ADL is something that now even I use. I love that term. But please explain. It's it. stolen from um, when I worked in group homes. Uh, so they were everybody had their ADL kit, applied daily living. Uh, so it was. You know, your, your toothpaste, your toothbrush, your shampoo, your deodorant, all of your things that you need for daily living, you would put in this kit. And, and in the group home, everybody had their own kit so that they weren't mixing it up, you know, uh, especially if you have a roommate, right? Anybody who's lived in a dorm, you had one, you had a, like, this is my stuff. This is my bathroom kit. And it just, it's just part of the parlance. And it, I have a lot of people in my family that have worked in group homes and it just kind of became part of our lingo. So I call it an ADL kit. Very simple. It's just a toiletries bag is what they call it when you're buying it. It could be anything. I, I use a clear makeup bag for mine so that I can see what's in it. Um, I really like that one. Uh, tech has a nice canvas one. We used to have two similar black canvas ones that came with a luggage kit that we had, but we kept mixing up whose, who was whose. So I went and changed mine. So it was different. Um, but we put in, we each pack our own kits and I have mine. It's tucked under the sink. So when I'm going to go somewhere, I just pull it out and I add the few things that don't live in there forever. I have my travel deodorant. It always lives there. I have single serve, uh, face soap. So it's these little pods. They look like those coffee pods, but maybe like so much smaller, maybe the size of a lifesaver. And it's got just a little bit of powder in it. You mix the powder with water and it becomes soap and you can wash your face and it's from Cosrx and it does exactly what I need it to do. Not and sponsored, by the way. Not sponsored, but well, we would boy, would I love a sponsorship. <laughs> I spend enough money on their products. Um, but it's, um, it's great because I can wash my face with it. I can also wash my body with it. And I've got soap on the go that I am not going to have a bad reaction to. I have mini trial sizes of my face cream and um, everything else. I've got a uh, little contact holder and I have a trial, a travel size contact solution thing that lives in there always. I have my big bottle on my counter and the little one that lives in there. In my bag, I have a backpack for when I'm traveling with my laptop and it has all the wires that it needs. But in my overnight bag and my travel bag, it also has the cord and charger, a cord and charger to my cell phone and my iPad. It has um, a fire stick that I can plug into any TV and access any of my programs. It has a backup battery for any device. Um, it's, you know, one of those little portable things. Um, and I like to put in my laptop bag, I've got a surge strip. If I know I'm going to a hotel, I will transfer it into my overnight bag. And I always bring a surge strip with me. Having it already... Oh, and I've got um, my tubes of toothpaste and all of the other things. Having it already set up, once I'm packing, all I have to do is take my pills, put it in there. Take my toothbrush, put it in there. I used to have a toothbrush that I left just in there, but I don't right now. Um, but... And then all I had to do was just put one or two things in there and I was good to go. And it made packing so much more simple and less likely that I was going to leave something at home. 
another another big travel tip that I that I will give if I'm let's say I'm traveling to a known destination. Like I'm on a trip from one place to another. Yes. Not I'm not going let's this is different than going let's say to Italy to explore for 3 weeks. Mm. But if I'm traveling to a destination for like a work trip or I'm visiting family or I'm going to do a thing, those hours that I am traveling, I am going to be boring. I am not going to experiment or try new and weird things. It's like there's nothing worse to me than, you know, 18 hours into a 36-hour road trip. You're kind of peckish. You're at an unknown gas station on the side of the highway. And you're like, you know what? That gas station sushi looks pretty good. I am going to pair that with the with the egg salad sandwich that I bought out of the men's room. And that is going to be my dinner. Maybe... You know, ah, wow, it's a restaurant that specializes in kimchi and hot sauce. No, maybe that's not the best thing to have on hour nine of a 12-hour road trip. I'm not... Okay, but kimchi and hot sauce, hmm, it's kind of hard to pass up. Right, but if they're (laughs) unknown quantities, Mm. is what my point is... No, I gotcha. For those times that I'm traveling, I'm going to be boring, and I'm going to stick to the rivers and streams that I know. Showing my age with that reference. (laughs) Because... I don't want any unforeseen consequences because there is there So is, you don't want to chase any waterfalls. I no, understand. No, because there's nothing worse to me than having to stop the car for an unforeseen number one. There are so many things that you say there's nothing worse than. Okay, there is nothing worse than having to stop the car for an unforeseen number one, except having to stop the car for an unforeseen number two. Uh, and if you're if you are traveling and you are driving and toilet it paper. is a hmm? toilet paper. Toilet paper is a big thing. No, I was going to say having places you know you can stop. Because, for instance, when we're going to your dad's, we always stop at the Irving in one particular place. We know that there's a truck stop that is dependable, reliable, has clean bathrooms, has a a convenience store that we can pick up food. There's a restaurant where we can get a sit-down meal if we want to. And whether we have to stop or not, we always stop because... It's it's the one place that's reliable and you can you know what I don't have to go but I'm going to go anyway yep. because I I should. Yep. Um on my way de- on our way down to my parents or my mom's uh on our old route at least our new route we don't have any routines just yet but on our old route there was um the flying J that it, you had to stop at the flying Pennsylvania? J. Pennsylvania? It was just uh yeah, it was either just into Pennsylvania or just before Pennsylvania. Right. It was right at the close to the but border it was a there. Huge flying J with like yeah. an attached restaurant and yeah. all kinds of things. But it was, and you know, the, we knew that it was open twenty four hours. We yep. knew it would always be there. And it would always it was, be clean. You would always yep. have a safe place to go to the bathroom. It, and that's the other thing. It wasn't just that it was clean. It was safe. And when sometimes you're driving alone, finding that safe place <laughs> is really important. I remember the one time that we stopped there. It was winter. It was during a snowstorm, and we saw. On the on the way out, uh, on the way just before the off ramp, there was a section of the guardrail that was crumpled. Yes, and some crazy tire tracks, and then in the parking lot of the Flying J was a mangled car. Yeah, we go to the washrooms, and I see this young man on his phone trembling, and he's like, "Mom, I need help. I just got in an accident," and so I go up to him like, "Hey." Are you okay? Like, do you need help? Do you need first aid? 
And he was so afraid because he thought I was the other car in the accident. He thought uh, I was coming back for revenge. And uh, he was like, no, no, that wasn't me. I'm like, dude, that's obviously your car. I'm just, it wasn't me. I'm just, I'm really scared for you. I want to make sure you're okay. He goes, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. It's cool. It's all cool. It's all cool. I'm like, okay. You'd be safe, man. Aww. Yeah. That poor kid, he was so worried. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, fine. But the thing is, he knew he was safe. Cause, yeah. Station. Yeah. It was, it was a, it's a good place to stop. I mean, you know, people make jokes about truck stops, but honestly, like a, a lot of the ones that I frequent at least, um, are not, a, not that sketchy. Uh, they're, they're well lit, pretty safe. There's usually, uh, some people working, quite a few people working that mm-hmm. you can, you, yeah. So, uh, Having that, those good places to stop. High, high traffic. High traffic areas. Um, I, you say there's nothing worse a lot, but I'll tell you, there is nothing worse than walking into a restroom knowing you gotta do the number two and, um, oh. there's no seat. There's no toilet paper. There's something there's foreign no in the bottom of that toilet. Why is um, there no door? At one point, I saw blood on a toilet, uh, oh. dripping down. I, and and if you're lucky, everything just shrivels and you're like, I don't got to go anymore. And you just you just power through. Yeah. But um, sometimes you got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and you figure it out. But I, I think I think my last travel tip with all that is know your route. Yeah. Knowing your and route. Is I don't important. know how many times I've heard stories and cautionary tales of people just like plugging a destination into their GPS and just following it. And then following it blindly and driving off the end of an unfinished bridge or, yeah. uh, you know, thinking that the road was there and then they're in a farmer's field. You, or you put plug it in and next thing you know, it's not sending you to, you know, any town USA. It's sending you to any town Mexico, you know. Right, right, and right. you're headed in the completely wrong direction. There, there was a famous story from a few years ago in Canada where people were traveling from the East Coast into the middle of the country and they programmed the destination yeah. of Toronto in their GPS and instead of going around, it sent them through the United States. But you need passports and documents. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of... We don't to have get, to tell the rest need, of the story. You need passports and documents to get through the border. And when you don't have those passports and documents and you're like, well, I don't care. I'm just trying to get to Toronto. It doesn't go well for no, you. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. The border is a thing to be respected. Right. Um, but... Uh, so know your route and double cross-check your GPS. Yeah, yeah. Du- check that it makes sense, you know. And, and of course, as we're saying this, I'm hearing in my head... Um, Kermit and Fozzie just singing, moving right along. Moving right along. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's weird. I've never seen the sun come up, up in, in the, the west. west. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, knowing your route, that's important. Um, I, uh, always pack, we talked about medications and I want to kind of circle back. There are some medications that you don't always use that you might want to remember to pack. Uh, I have cold sores. I have medication for cold sores. I always make sure they're in my bag. I actually have medication in my bag at all times, just like I said before, that I keep there just in case because when I'm traveling, I, I can get stressed out and stress can make me get a cold sore. You keep, um, tummy stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you get, you know, uh, upset tummies and, and your tummy meds are in, in the bag always. So if you're stressed out or your stomach starts feeling bad, you just 
take one of those babies and it'll really help you out because if you're in a strange place, you're not going to be able to get access to the things that you need. Another great one. If you're, if you're overnighting with someone and yeah. this is with, with someone that you know and or trust, um, it may also help you to, if you have any sort of like special medical concerns or anything, mm-hmm. it may help you to let them know. Yeah. Uh, we, I ju- we just did a trip up to my dad's place and this was the first time that all five of the men in my dad's family were in the same place together without without their sisters. So all five of the brothers were there. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the brothers at the end of the night is like, yeah, by the way, so when we're setting up the sleeping arrangements, I'm going to need to take the basement for myself because I'm prone to night terrors. Ooh, yeah. And I'm going to scream and I'm going to talk in my sleep. So I'm going to take the basement by myself if that's okay with everyone else. And... Uh, everybody had set the bed aside for the eldest brother because being the most vulnerable of their order, he was going to get the spare bed. And then he passed out on the couch. And the little brother's like, if he's asleep, I'm taking the bed. And then he jumped. Is that how that worked out? I didn't understand how that worked out. That's how that worked. Oh man, rude. But the fact is that the, uh, you know, the the one brother is like, hey, by the way, I need this because this would really help me out. And not being afraid to ask for something like that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. If somebody's taking you into their house, it comes with usually a couple of these little considerations. So if it's, you know, something as simple, hi, can I not be asleep next to the 50 pound bag of peanuts? Because I have a peanut allergy. (laughs) Um, but where am I going to put my 55 pound bag of peanuts? Jeez. Uh, I into the elephant would be the obvious answer. Uh, obviously. So, uh, when we go to your dad's, uh, we take our pillows. I sleep with a wedge. You have a very flat pillow. It's mm-hmm. really nice. But when I'm going to somebody's house for the first time, I don't bring that because it's kind of a big deal and I feel way too extra there. Right. Uh, but I will say that I often bring my beverage of choice. Oh yes, that's uh, oh a huge one. Because often um I I I don't like regular soft drinks. I don't like the sugary soft drinks. I like diet soft drinks, diet coke specifically. Um not sponsored. Everybody who's listened to the show has heard the sound of a can popping. <laughs> that is my favorite method of caffeine delivery. Actually, my favorite method is iced tea, but um, that's even harder. But I bring my beverage of choice, whether I'm going to somebody's house for dinner, a party, uh, an overnight stay. I always bring it because for some reason outside of my family, nobody ever seems to have what I drink. And I, do, I, I don't want to, you know pusher or anything i'll just bring my own uh your dad gets mad at me if i bring it but especially <laughs> i had to stop because he's like i will get that for you especially if we're going to a party full of people that we don't know yeah the idea of a safe supply yeah is also a really big deal and um i remember well we haven't been to a place where i'd have to worry about a safe supply for a while well, but yeah you're right that well, is a really good tip not just safe supply but one safe supply is a huge thing the idea yeah. that i know that no one is going to mess with these drinks because yep. i brought them and they're sealed and they're my brand yep. or you mark the label somehow to know that they're yours yeah that's one really big uh tip but for me as well for anyone who's prone to say overindulging mm. bringing a limited known quantity and supply that you know you can handle mm-hmm. because and that I, when you're out you're out yeah you're out you're out because i remember the, the one time we went to a uh 
is a field party. The mm-hmm. one time we went to a field party and I brought an entire 26 year old whiskey, the next morning when we had activities to do, I was game over because yeah. I was very hungover the next day. The next time we did that field party, I know that four beer is something that I can drink and handle and have a great party and a fun time and I can still wake up and be functional, uh, a functional human the next morning. So I brought four beer. And only four, not five, not six, not three, yeah. four beer, because I knew that's what I could handle. And it was a perfect plan until my friend showed up with a bottle of rum, spun the cap off, and tossed the cap into a fire. Yeah, so, well. So my, my plan was kind of derailed by my friend, but the, the plan was still there. I brought the supply that I knew I needed, and yeah. not more. Yeah. And and I think it's 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 important to know you know, what, what limits you have. Like for instance, uh, in this past weekend, uh, I brought my beer. I, I am not normally a drinker. Um, I don't drink often and we've been to this friend's house many times, uh, gone to parties like this many times, but usually we're not staying and I'm driving. So I don't partake because I'm the designated driver. Well, I was staying at the house, so I brought my beer and I brought, I brought more than I'm, I'm not, I don't need to limit my supply. Um, I brought, I think we had four cans of my beer left. And so I brought all four and, uh, I think I added two of yours, uh, to the mix, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the little six pack carry case that we had. And, um, they were all immediately drank. By one of our guests. Well, no, no, no. Uh, I had my beer and I was drinking my beer and the visiting sensei, I said, what would you, uh, can I get you anything? And he said, Oh, I'd, I'd love a beer. I'm like, you, you want, uh, I heard you want all Canadian beer while you're here. And he says, yes. And I said, I got the one for you. I go and I get him one of my mill streets, not sponsored organics. Uh, and, um, he asked for a second and I was like, you got it. And he ended up drinking the rest that I brought yeah. because he liked him so much. And that's okay. I was very, I was only going to end up drinking the one. I was quite happy with my one. Um, because I also got, uh, that other drink that, that was made for me that night. So that was, that was my two drinks. I was only planning on two drinks and I only had the two drinks, but, uh, it was great to be able to share that. And I was like, yeah, this is all the stuff they're serving you. Here's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a great trip. But, um, you know, so making sure, you know, you're going to show up if, if you are a drinker and you show up and you're like, oh man, they only got Coors Light. What the heck? Well, did you bring your own? Bring your own. You know, you show up to a party. Oh, I only like diet, but they have nothing but regular soda. Bring your own. You know, uh, I don't like soda at all. The bubbles hurt. I don't like what I drink to taste like static. Bring what you drink. I guess the um, drink like static tastes like that's all. Uh, I heard that once, and you know what? They're right. Uh, what is it? Seltzer or club soda or whatever you want to call like it static? is is that's static cute. water. Yeah, that's cute. Um, but along with that, I think the biggest travel tip I can have um, is to have a plan and arrive alive. And I'm stealing yes. that statement. But there is no party, no event, no social thing that is worth a drunk driving conviction. Yep. Or an accident of any kind. Or worse. Or, or much, much worse. Yeah. Um, and it's not worth it. So. As somebody whose family is, was very affected by or worse. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, it's not worth it. 
And um, and I have had countless of my friends and my students and my family that have all been affected by this in various ways that uh, have a plan. Like, like know yourself and know your limits. If you know you're going to go to the party and you're going to have more than what you need to drive home sober, then you know you're not driving home. So don't be a hero. Have a place to park your car. Know that you're going to take a taxi. Know that you're going to crash on somebody's couch. Um, and have that plan already built into your night. Leave your car at home and take the train in knowing. Take that, an Uber. Take an Uber knowing that you're going to take or an whatever Uber back. ride share or, or taxi service you want to yeah. use. It's know that you have like start like I mentioned before. Start at the end of your evening and work your plan backwards to the beginning. If you know that you have to call the taxi company now to return reserve a taxi. To come pick you up at John's house at 2 a.m. Reserve that taxi now. There's, it's, it's definitely worth, worth the cancellation fee to cancel the taxi if you don't need it. I it will be never be upset at somebody who asks me to drive them home. I, uh, even if it's out of my way, I will never be upset with a friend who calls me in the middle of the night and says, I know we weren't planning on this, but I really need a ride home. I will take you. Uh, not that there's many people that live near me, but if you lived near me, I would come and I would drive you home. Um, I guess I, that also goes conversely with uh, also have an escape plan. Yeah, yeah. Also, have an escape plan. Have also, somebody that you can call. Somebody that you can call or that you've got ride share and an app that you've got it ready to go that if you find all of a sudden you find yourself in a place that isn't safe. Yeah. Where... All of a sudden, uh, the party turns sour and there's fights going on or there's an argument. I was or... planning to spend the weekend with this person, but as it turns out, I'm scared to stay here. Yeah. All of a sudden, I find out they have 17 children I didn't know about and they put me in a room with three cribs. Oh, I don't feel... I, I do not want to sleep between the squalling children. I need to bail. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm making fun here. But but yeah, no. I, or Whatever it is. You what, know, whatever it is, it's just all of a sudden, you know, oh, my God, the room he wants me to sleep in is green. He knows my favorite color is red. I can't sleep in a green room. I, I have to go safe. now. I don't feel safe in a green room. We, we make fun, of course, because we're trying to, to not talk about the very serious situations mm-hmm. that could happen because they're scary. But I mean, I know I know a lot of people um, that, you know, uh, I've warned many people that if you are going to visit somebody that you've only known on the internet, you need to make sure you have a backup plan because I have heard horror stories. We all have. Um, and, and many, and many of us and many of our friends have lived them. Yeah. And w- that's not something that we need to live twice. So have a plan. Yeah. And it's not even like anything super bad. It just, you know, you show up and the person who you thought you were staying with, um, did not have the house that they said that they did, did not have the living situation that they said that they did. Or, uh, you His know. His wife came home. <laughs> two days into it and you're like, I really don't like this vibe. Mm. Um, you know, just make sure that you've got, you've got a plan. Um, I thought he said he was a Jets fan. It's all Giants stuff in Ugh. here. Yeah, exactly, right? Ugh. Whatever. As long as you're not, you know, a Yankee fan or anything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> slam. I'm kidding, Paula. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
but uh uh yeah no absolutely having having backup plans are always good uh i like to prepare sometimes for crazy things that should never happen just to make my my travel easier but i think a lot of a lot of my tips here are how can i be comfortable and have fun. How can I be comfortable and have fun at the same time? And that is the big ticket here because you're supposed to be having fun when you're traveling. It is not supposed to be a stressful thing. If it is super stressful or it is painful, why are you doing it? If it's just because your family says you have to, because how dare you not come home to visit, reevaluate. If your family loves you, they'll make your travel worthwhile. I have to agree with all of that. I want to add on as well, you know, be safe, be comfortable, and wherever you go, a good tip, bring something to share. Yeah. Bring a snack, bring a drink, bring a food, bring a game, bring something that you like. Maybe that's from your area or from your family or from what, what, from your culture, from your work, something that, that, something that the other people at this party, this convention, this gathering, this trip, whatever you're going to, something that they don't have and bring it with you. Say, hey, we have this really fun game we play in my family. It's called 31. Everybody needs a quarter. Put a quarter on the table and watch how much fun we can have with a deck hey, of cards. Hey, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna play this game celebrity. Let me tell you how this works. Yeah, it's, that was super fun when we played celebrity and none of you could pronounce the name Raikkonen. Rhymes with Vicodin! Vicodin. <laughs> Uh, uh, Michael Gross. My, Michael Gross became the answer to everything. Yeah, <laughs> things like that. But, you know, there are games like uh, Apples to Apples or Cards Against Humanity yeah. that are Werewolf, dis- uh, werewolf that are designed game. for breaking the ice in these type of situations. But bring something that you can share. Hey, uh, my mom has a really good recipe for butter tarts. Here's a tray of butter tarts. That Your I'd mom like- does not have a good recipe for butter tarts, does yeah. she? No, no, I was being generic because I've had this happen at parties where people would come out and say, yeah, by the way, my wife makes the most excellent butter tarts. You should try these. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Don't don't tease me like that. Because I don't know any, I don't know anyone with. If you have a good recipe for butter tarts, please send it my way because I would love. Please to Please put that. it in the Nutty Bites Discord in the food channel, or just email it to me or whatever. Um, you can call. You can call the phone number. By the way, I have an anime on my list now because somebody called and said I'd be interested, but they didn't tell me who they were. If you're that the was, person who recommended an anime, yeah, please like, send what? us your recipe for butter tarts. Yes, <laughs> Exactly. Anime and butter tarts. I'm, I'm here for it. What, what is the name Man, of it? Why can't we get a Food Wars episode about butter tarts? Oh, that would be good. I gotta finish that. I haven't finished that series. But yeah, Food Wars is so good. That would be great. Uh, you, yeah. you got distracted by the semi-naked senpai in the, in the apron. I do lo- love me some senpai. But uh, Ascendance of a Bookworm is definitely on my to-watch list. And there will be a uh, uh, Nutty Bites anime about that, by the way. So like, I do listen to everything. I read everything. So if you have butter tart recipe, please send it. But back to uh, travel essentials. Butter tarts. Butter tarts. Uh, butter tarts is not a travel essential, but it, it, yeah. So getting back to that, you know, uh, making sure that you are comfortable, making sure that you have what you need to feel comfortable. But I hate that feeling of, uh, and, and it's going to happen. 
it is going to happen that you're going to be in the car, on the plane, wherever you are and go, I forgot X. How did I forget X? It's sitting on the counter. You are going to forget something. So, you know, think of little things that you can do to help you not forget those things, like having your ADL kit packed, mm-hmm. uh, going through your checklist. Okay, I've got my passport. I've got my wallet. I've got my medication. Anything else I can fix later on. As long as I've got those things, I'm good to go. Um, you know, just, just, but know that you're going to forget something and don't beat yourself up about it. Like it's going to happen and just, you have to figure out how to move on and enjoy your trip. Uh, sunscreen. Bug spray are my summer go-tos. Make sure that you have sunscreen and you have bug spray. And by the way, there is a bug, like a, a, a lotion that you can get that has mosquito repellent in it. It is amazing. Um, works really well and it lasts for six hours. Top tip. Uh, the other thing I'm going to say, this is a new to me thing and I would like to keep this habit going. Oh, no, even better. So you have to pack this. Sorry. In your bag, when you're packing, have another bag, a collapsible bag, a bag that you can put all of your dirty clothes in. Yes. So that your dirty clothes are not mixing with your clean clothes. Ah, the good old laundry bag. So they sell laundry bags that have holes in them, but you're going to put your stinky clothes right next to your clean clothes. And that's gross. So have a bag... If you're, if you're traveling in the car, I've got my laundry bag, like just my regular laundry bag. We can throw things in. Otherwise, you can have like a collapsible bag or just a small little, uh, packing sack or whatever it is. Yeah. But what you call a laundry bag? Yeah. That's, that's a naval haversack. That's it a, is. That, that is a full on duffel bag with backpack straps. Yes. Because, um, it's from when I used to have to use the laundromat. Right. And I had to walk up and down stairs with my laundry. Now that's a fantastic bag. It's a great, great laundry bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Laundry bag with, uh, backpack straps. Look it up. They're amazing. I've got two of them, but, uh, you know, having a bag to put your stuff in so that when you come home, well, one, all of your clean clothes that you haven't worn can just go right back into your closet, but your laundry bag, don't even bring your bag up. Take the laundry bag out. Go right to the uh, washing machine, put it in the washing machine, turn on the washing machine. If you can do it the day, the night you come home or the morning after you come home, all those clothes are going to get clean and it makes coming home so much easier. That's my big tip. That's all I got. I mean, I could, I could keep going for another couple of hours. Yeah, but you don't pack enough. I don't. He, he, he packs the bare minimum. He packs just enough underwear just enough t-shirts and just enough socks to make it through. Well, I am well, always yeah, but, doing But here's a simple here's a here's a traveling top tip about underwear. No, don't you uh, say it. Yeah. Every underwear and every pair of socks mm-hmm. you can get double the amount of time no. out of by just flipping them inside no, you out. You can't stop. I yeah. knew you were going there. No, if you, you can't. put duct tape in them, no, you stop, can just tear stop. them that's off. Disgusting. They're like a blade of layers, right? No, that's no, no, gross. I'm, I'm kidding, of course. But I always pack double underwear, double socks because I never want to get stuck. Right. Because I've had I have had trips get extended without planning and there you find yourself in the hotel sink washing your delegates yeah, yeah. we've well, all done it i will say this tried and true method has worked for me because um when i was in florida where i had expected to be there for two weeks and would be returning home and then come back two weeks later you know two weeks on two weeks off 
And it ended up being, no, I'm just staying straight through because my coworker who was doing the off two weeks had a family emergency. I had enough for the entire trip. Nice. I mean, I still had to go to the laundromat, but I, I had packed enough that I could go through my entire trip and I wasn't stuck at the end of that, that two weeks when it was a last minute change. So, you know, I always pack extra. See, the uh, another good road trip tip here is um, learn to know what the social signs from your host are as to when the party's over or when it's time to go to bed. Yeah. Because what I was trying to do a couple seconds ago in the conversation... I know, you were trying to wrap up. ...was the I... equivalent of a host going, look at the time. But as soon as you said that, I thought of the one big tip. Yeah, yeah. Got to save it for the end. One so more story, care, right? One more story more. before bed is you crack open yeah. another bottle of red. No, 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 no. But yeah, learn your host tell ta- ta- tell tales to t- tell signals, the signals. Read the unwritten language of your host to figure out when they like to go to bed and figure out what do they like to do in the morning so that you're not waking up too early or sleeping too late. Um I'm bad at that second part. Oh, the waking up too late? Or whatever. I'm, I'm just, I'm bad at knowing what people do in their morning routines because my morning routine does not match any other person's in the world. That's why bringing a book or a tablet is a good idea. Yeah. If you're an early riser, just get up and just, because reading is yeah. silent and you can just be there reading a book and then they wake up and they go, are you already awake? It's like, I've been up for three hours digesting this greatest book ever, you know? Gotcha. But at least now it's not weird. Gotcha. It's like, like, what are you doing? Reading. Reading. Oh, good. All right. I hope to be able to travel a lot this summer. I've got a couple of trips already planned. Um, and I'm interested. What are your travel tips? What do you think? What did we miss? What do you think people need to do when they are traveling? I can't wait to see what the nutcases the mixed nutcases top travel tips are that we haven't mentioned are because I think they're going to be really good. They're going to have some good ones. I, I know they will. Ones. I can't wait to read what they are. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Nutty Bites is produced by Nimlas Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution No Commercial Non-Derivatives 3.0 International License. That means you can't change it without my permission. You can share it and send it to your friends. Just link back to me, my site, and everything. We live at nimlas.org, which has links to everything social media, including facebook.com slash group slash Nutty Bites and patreon.com slash nukejoss or call 347-Nutty42. 